Cuphead and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here on a Tuesday. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing well. This this uh, sequestering from gaming to do a show is a little bit off-putting, but I still do this because I love you people. You guys listen, you always watch the videos, listen to this, and I'm just so damn appreciative. Seriously. And that is not and that is said without any hint of sarcasm, even though it may sound a little like that. I mean that, okay? <laughs> anyway, I came up with a couple of ideas for oh the way you run things. First of all, an idea for adventure fodder. Now, this works best for a mid-level party, say, 6th to 8th level, which is the idea of the young gun. As Qui-Gon Jinn said, there's always a bigger fish. And that is pretty much true. And it tends to be a trope of things like westerns, where you have the old gunslinger and the young gun who wants to outgun him to make a name for himself. Well, that can happen in fantasy, too. Say... You have a whole, I'm not going to say you have a whole group, but you can do it with a whole group. Say you got one guy in a group who has pretty much made a name for himself as an adventurer and things like that. And he starts attracting, say he's up to about eighth level. And, you know, that's about the time they start attracting followers and things like that. And they get this one young kid who idolizes him for some reason and he wants to be just like him, and he wants to prove himself, kind of like Buddy from The Incredibles, or even <laughs> Batmite. But he wants to prove himself and go along in their adventures, and it's always like, go home, kid, you're young. Come back. You know, we got things to do. And they keep putting him off and putting him off. And now I'm not going to say he's going to go villain, but he ends up either they, well, he follows them, and he tends to show up in the damnedest places <laughs> because he was trying to either, either they, he falls him into the dungeon, they don't know it, or he shows up in the middle of a dungeon, tied up somewhere, uh, the villain has him or something like that. And they have to, either way, one, they have to protect him if he falls him into a dungeon, and two, they have to rescue him if the villain has him. And... It's an interesting di- dynamic. Not all groups need a D'Artagnan, but it's kind of it is kind of funny, and it gives the group something to do. Kind of a kind of a, it, it brings out the personality. I mean, the kid may not be all that bad, you know, and, but it's just his his persistence, his his idolization of this guy. I mean, it could go for the whole group too. Say it's a kid who just the 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 group the group of the purple dragon, and oh boy, I've been follow, I've been listening to the bards tell of your tales and people writing about you, and I've heard tale. I've always wanted to meet you. Can I have your autograph? Things like that. And then he just becomes a fanboy, as in freakazoid fanboy, pest, and it, the whole group. As a group, well, they have to deal with the other one too, but he has to deal with them as a group. And he just becomes kind of an annoyance to them. I mean, it could turn out good. 
He could turn villain, yes. I mean, he can turn into like a syndrome. But then again, they can always try. They can also try and set him on the right path, saying, "Look, we started here. Come back when you're X age or whatever, and we will see about training you." We had this in when I was playing a second edition game in Temple of Elemental Evil. We had this big, strapping young farm guy who was old enough, and his name was Elmo, and. His brother went off to adventure and never came back, and it kind of hurt his dad. So he sticks her. He has to stick around and take care of the farm with his dad, and he wanted to go on adventures real bad. I mean, it was it was ridiculous, and it put the. It's interesting because it put the group. He he ends up he ended up being a valuable NPC member of the group, but at the beginning, it kind of put the group in a weird position because. You know, he he looks like he can take care of himself. He may not have the... He may be like a first or second level fighter at that point, but he's big enough. He's got enough hit points. He's got not enough constitution where he can kind of take care of himself if it's not too dangerous. But at the same time, his dad doesn't want to lose this son because the other son never came back. He doesn't know what happened to him. And so the father is... And so, like... The party is stuck in the middle. He ends up, because they'll, they'll go out and they're going to check out the Temple of Elemental Evil and Hamlet and all that, but they can't shake him. They can't shake. We keep telling him, you stay here. This is what your father wants. No, I want to go. I'll be all right. And, I, and you know, it gets to the point of, you ask your, your dad. At one point, he just showed up at the, he, he knew where we were going. He showed up at the inn, ready to go. And it turns out he just left. He didn't tell his father. And... By that time, we couldn't do anything about it because we couldn't get to his father in time. We had to leave, like, right now. So we reluctantly took him along. And I was I was playing a ranger, and I was kind of the de facto leader of the group. And I spent half my time worrying about Elmo than doing the adventure. I mean, I did the adventure, yeah, but, you know, half the time it's like, okay, Elmo's down, somebody heal him. We basically didn't want to get in trouble with his dad because his dad was, I, I don't remember if it was Hamlet or or uh, Lone where they were, but he was a farmer, but he was also like, I think he was the sheriff of the town. It's one of those little little villages where one guy, he's the sheriff and the mayor and the, you know, the dog catcher and whatever. But he's also a farmer. So it's like we didn't want to get into any trouble with him. And also we liked the guy. We liked both of them. You know, we didn't want to cause any bad feelings or anything like that. But after a while, I guess his dad turned, you know, he came around to it. So he went off, and he became a rather a good NPC henchman. I don't want to call him henchman or hiring. He was one of the party, and he was really good, good, good at it. I mean, yes, he went down a few times, but we managed to always bring him back up. I mean, at the end of the when with the campaign, when the campaign fell apart, when it ended, I was the one who got killed instead of him. So that's that's something to do. Um, I call it the pest scenario because it could be a real pesky thing like what I talked about, or it could be something like Elmo. Elmo in the end was a good fighter. He was a good character. 
He was really enthusiastic and, you know, he very gung-ho. A lot of times we had to, like, pull back from it, pull, pull him back. He says, okay, slow it. Slow your roll. We're, we're, we're getting there. No, let's go fight. The, let's go charge that temple. No, 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 no. We got we to gotta plan this. We got to do it. You know, we got to think about this. We can't just go, we can't just go, you know, Conan without a jock strap in there and sw- start swinging your sword. You know, that kind of thing. Your sword. Your sword. Get your mind out of the gutter. Anyway, so, so that turned out rather well. And that, that's the kind of character I like to put in a game. That's the kind of character I like to see in a game. You know, there's NPCs, and then there's the special NPCs that actually make the player characters a little uncomfortable and put them in a certain situation that they don't expect to be in, but they have to deal with. And it is, it, it just, it brings out the role playing like you wouldn't believe. And if you, you, you need another, we needed another fighter. We were going to fire this other guy, but he ended up getting uh, dead early on. So it was almost like default we had to take Elmo. So we took Elmo. I we just didn't want him to be the load. But he didn't want he but the thing is he didn't want to be the load. He wanted to prove his mettle and it's like, "Okay, well, you've got the good you got the idea, you know, that's good." So with reservations, he ended up at the party and it turned out great. If we were still planned, we'd still have Elmo probably. Okay, I wanted to talk about another situation. Another adventure type situation, but I'm going to have to say that till the next episode because I, I didn't expect to talk this long about about something like the pest or the load or something like that. Anyway, so uh, if you want to talk to me about this, drop me an email at oldmangrognardgmail.com. Drop me a voicemail over at Anchor, and we're monetized, so you can support this program for as little as 99 cents a month, and I would thank you. So... Until we meet again, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. (laughs) 